place sign. <laughs> Live. All right. Welcome, everybody. Schaefer Baseball Report, another Wednesday. And we are with Todd Friedman, Blast Motion, Advocacy Baseball, Andrew One Tool Zyke of USA Baseball, my right hand man. He what else? Me. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. That's right. Valentine's Happy Valentine's Day. Where are you guys yeah. going to dinner tonight? We're going to Epic Chop House. No, no, no together. Oh, together with a secret. We're going to lunch. We can't, <laughs> okay. we can't, we can't, we haven't come out yet. McDonald's. We have not come yeah, out yet. That's so right. We're just, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good. But yeah. So Friday. That's right. Turns the, uh, the college baseball season full on. Every division is out playing. That's right. Juco to division one. And that's some exciting stuff. Oh yeah. This is, there's no better time. Obviously once we kick into spring training and getting MLB started, but this is a really great time for, for everyone in this game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, So we get, you know, Andrew, obviously with Queens sitting out in our, right here yeah. in our backyard, we get to watch these guys prep. And then, you know, yeah. I've been, as much as I've been going down to Wilmington, but it's, it's interesting how uh, I've never really paid attention to the preparation for a season <laughs> like that. It's been, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty intense, man. The competition, <clears throat> the competition internally, you know, between guys trying to freshmen trying to get on the field, guys trying to hold on to their positions, um, rotations getting set. It's 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 pretty intense, and and they go at each other like for months. Sure, months. Like in the fall, you know, you're facing the guy in the same uniform all the time. They got a book on you, you know. Well, this is you know, I mean, this is the time, right? Because instead of playing for the against the same guy, you know, the guy yeah. with the same uniform, but it's crazy to think, you know, the JUCO season, D two season, you know, they start early. Yeah, think about it, they only have a couple of weeks of team practice coming back from you know holiday break, you know, and and D one same thing. I mean, it's they've only been practicing for about a month, yeah. you know. So uh, I'm sure they're excited to get out and face other other teams. Fall's intense, man. And yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, spring it seems to be heavier, I guess, and oh, yeah. uh, with uh with the scrimmages. But it's 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 interesting because you almost you create an animosity between your teammates, right? <laughs> to a degree, you know. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, now we gotta go to war together. Here That's we right. go. Yeah. Um, it's all yeah. these teams if they don't have a turf field, you're not practicing much because uh, of the winter, you get a ton of rain or snow. And I mean I think about you know this weekend and Friday, I'm gonna go over to see uh Winther play Rutgers. I mean oh. Rutgers is flying out of a Snowstorm, storm. yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, these Straight teams in the, the northeast. Gym, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, it, it's it's got to be difficult for teams in the northeast to come down the south and mm -hmm. and play when they've been inside. Well, the that's whole time. you know that's yeah. that was one of the the, the the primary factor that years ago the NCAA had to minimize the number of practices that every group could have, so it's equal to everybody else. Because if right. you're down in Miami, you're practicing all year long, Correct. and then you're going to play Rutgers when they come out of the gym. Right, not right. not a chance, not right. uh, not fair at all. But, well, they uh, did they did uniform the date of the start date because I can remember. I think we started maybe the first or second week of February. Yeah. You know when I played, and I think now it's this week is is the official opening week for everyone. Yeah, it's. I'll tell you, man, it's 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 wild to see these athletes <clears> now compared to you know you know. I, obviously, I played a hundred years before you did, but <laughs> you know how big and strong and uh, uh, you know it's they're different right. different creatures. But it's yeah. also interesting to watch them play the game because it's not, I mean, I, I don't, you know, we say this all the time. I just, I think the baseball player was better back then or not. It took longer for the baseball player to be as good as he is now when it was more coming yeah. out of high school, these kids understood how to play, right? They, oh, for sure. There, there was an instinct to it. There was a, a complete understanding of how the game is supposed to move. Now these, you know, the showcase stuff and it's just, you know, it's, it's just. It's spe I mean, we talk about this all the time, Shafe, uh, specialized athlete. Yeah. Right. I mean, these kids are, you know, as soon as they get to a certain age, 14, 15, the majority of them are locked into one sport and they're training year round where it was it was just different. When, you know, when, when we were in high school, you know, we played two, three sports. You know, it's it's there's not many of those kids out there. No, and I, I truly believe that that benefited the athlete overall. I mean, oh, yeah. different movements, different different conditionings, different mindsets, you know, and it's kind of uh, made you a better overall athlete. You know, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, the training is the training at, at the high school levels and the, um, you know, the travel showcase levels. It's it, it's strength and conditioning and go play. And, you know, and again, we're so watered down by so many teams now yeah. that not everybody's getting the right coaching or getting the right development. And that's not just not that's not just the physical part. Right. It's just not how your mechanics work and, how right. bat and all that other stuff. But it's you know, it's it's. You know, you're not you're not understanding. You know the situational hitting. You're not understanding. You know, uh, you know the small ball stuff. Like that. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, guys like 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 Marlon and and all the other coaches that we've had on here, they get these kids and they have to educate them. 
into their system, first of all. But That's you're right. not just educating them into their system. You're educating them on, like, this is how the game's supposed to be played, guys. Well, I think that's a good question to ask, you know, Marlon is, is, Hey, what type of kid are you looking for? You know, I mean, obviously the, the ability, and we talked about this last week with Mick, the ability speaks for itself, but what type of player, you know, knowledge wise, are we looking for someone who can, you can throw out there and trust because you're right. You go watch down and, you know, perfect game and PBR and you're watching some of this baseball and you're like, kids don't even know how to do double cuts. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, and and again, you know, no two strike approaches. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, I mean, the, the landscape of that whole, uh, of, of, you know, recruiting, you know, it goes beyond just hey, what his 60 time is and, yeah. and what his exit velocity is, right? Yeah. We've got to get ball players. Yeah, we've talked about that. I mean, it's, it's difficult. These guys have, you know, you're going to go down to PG or uh, or PBR and you're going to see a sea of guys, right? You're a bit ahead right. of your list prepared before then. And you're hoping that guy makes the mental makeup as well, you know? I mean, the family makeup, the mental makeup, it's not just the athlete anymore. <clears throat> um, you know, these guys don't have time, and you know, to, to sit around and, and babysit one player on a 40 man roster. Yeah. Um, so the personality has to fit the program. And, yep. Um, well, especially now more than ever with the transfer portal, how it is, you want guys who are ready to go and ready yeah. to compete. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it, I don't know. Listen, winning ball games, win conference, go to regional, right? That's the idea. And right? then, you know, unfortunately for the four year programs now, it's, it could change overnight. So you can, yeah. you can bring players in there and look mm-hmm. to develop and stuff like that. Now it's gone. And that's not going to change, man. This is, just seems like this is going to be the yeah. landscape forever, and it's 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 sad. You know, it's, yeah, it, it definitely is. I don't because see, you're yeah. recruiting all the time, right? I mean, you're constantly. I mean, it's not just you used to recruit up to your season, develop your players, and then send you guys out one off. Now you're recruiting the other team. You're wow. looking across the field, going, "You're not happy. I know you. I remember you. You want to come over here?" You know, it's crazy going to a college summer game whether it's coastal plain or or valley or cape whatever and and see how many coaches are actually recruiting there which is nuts right you know i mean it's just the way it is you know we have to conform to it they're spending more time in those environments really than they have with the high school kids. that's uh, yeah i mean we're doing what we're doing right with advocacy yeah 100 i I posted that thing today and it's you know through pro stock and it's just there's so many factors there's so many speed bumps for a high school player to get over now to get into to get into a four-year program to get into a good you know a good program he yeah. may be a d1 player but you know what we just pulled somebody across the board you know in the portal and you're not uh that's right you know you're not in the mix right now because it, you know the, uh, listen i'm fortunate and, and and we we took we took dylan up to for ike to see him and you know he loved it up there and made this he made his decision in that week but you know that was that was Dylan was fortunate, right, for mm-hmm. a freshman to go into a four year program, and uh, you know because we had other kids that we took up there that we like and that are going to be good players that ended up in JUCOs, but you know people are not satisfied with that sometimes. Well, yeah, you know, that's why the, again, you know, the JUCO route, uh, you know, is is something it's gold that now. people well gold, people golden highway. players have to take yeah. it very seriously. You know, yeah. if they want to play, listen if. D1 or bust, right? Right, And we've heard that. D1 or bust. Yeah, Juco could be that route to get so there. So you tell me D1 or bust tells me you don't really love the game. You yeah. really don't care. Yeah, I think what it means is basically, you know, and again, I don't I don't blame the player and even the parents. It's just they learn this coming up, like D1, D1, you know, and, and it's like, well, listen, 7% of college uh, high school baseball yeah. players play college baseball. Yeah. 2%, 2% of them play division one baseball yeah. that's just a reality yeah is that percent gonna fall with how recruiting is now is that what the percent of yeah. high school the high school yeah. athletes. Yeah. there's, yeah. there's four hundred and sixty thousand high school players right so how much right. is that gonna fall you think in the next few years is it just gonna keep oh it could drop yeah, it could yeah because, i mean guys still have to go into school here's my here's my concept my idea is that the cc's like uh you know CC, what is it? Uh, Piedmont Community College, yeah. right here, whatever. Like, they need a baseball team. Everybody right. needs a baseball team. Right. Agreed. You know, I mean, it's going to help with admissions and also it's going to give these, cha- these kids a chance. So that's why with Pro Stock, we're trying to create our own transfer portal, right? So we want to go ahead and play against um, Division twos that have JV programs or JUCOs or, you know, so they're playing college baseball before. So they are battle tested in that, right. uh, on that level. Not, you know, we're going to go around and play a little high school here and there. No, we're going to go play against, you know, we're going to go play against Petty's Academy. We're going to go play right. against, uh, you, you know, your buddy down at Miami and take these kids and put yeah. them in. So you're playing, if you're playing high school kids and post-grad kids, you're playing the highest competitive high school seasons that you can play. And then on top of it, you're going to go play JUCOs and Division twos. So you're playing college athletes. So yeah. 
But, no doubt. All right. Well, all right bring in, let's do it. Yeah. Man. So I guess it's a time to, uh, and this is my second time. Interviewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just, I, I got to work on it. I don't think, <laughs> I, 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 I just don't do it flat. as well. Yeah. It's like, like you're in a club before you were married. You're like, yo, what's up? You know, how you doing? In the club. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay, like an usher performance. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah, God, the usher. God, uh, terrible. Horrible. Terrible. I don't even want to. I don't even want to go there. Good All job, right. Andrew. Uh, so I, I had the pleasure. I, I met Marlon two years ago uh, at an event. Um, one of my buddies put on from uh, Justin Smith from Wow Factor, and I tell you, there's not a better coach, a better person than Marlon Eikenberry. Um, just a good guy. Um, and I don't think there's any players that will say anything negative about him. Started at VMI, uh, then worked his way, actually left, went to, into the private sector for a year, and then uh, uh, got the coach at J, or, uh, head coaching job at JMU in 2015. So under further ado, Marlon Eikenberry. Thanks, guys. How you guys doing? What's up? What's going on, Ike? Uh, just getting ready game week, you know, just uh, getting all the things buttoned up to get on the road. We're uh, we're flying out to Arkansas, uh, play the Razorbacks for a four game set, and oh, wow. this week's always comes comes pretty quick, you know. Like I heard you guys talking about, you know, practicing inside and outside, and we've been very fortunate. I mean, we've been outside most of the days, and um, we have turf, which you know we talked about that, um, you know. So it's been it's been good to get the preseason going and. Now we get to play somebody else. You know, uh, Jeff was right. You, you guys get tired of seeing the same guys in uniforms, and and you know, I don't know how many at bats our hitters get against our pitchers, but it's a lot. And so you leave you leave inner squad the first uh, in January. You leave inner squad either either thinking you can hit or thinking you can really pitch. You know, it's it's, it's never it's never it's never hey we can really pitch and hit leaving inner squad. It's like you know you, you just depends on what what day and what you what you get. And that's what's so great about the game. Awesome. Yeah, you guys build a book. They build a book on each other, you know. That's right. And I'm sure there's some, there's some. I know there's some serious needling going on, you know. And the competitive nature of, you know, playing against your friends and your teammates is probably greater to a degree than, uh, you know, going yeah. down the road and playing a stranger. You know, it's, it's uh, at times for sure, uh, yeah. without a doubt. But so you know, you're talking about you guys are opening up with Arkansas. I mean, so your what's your RPI? Where are you guys rated with that? I have no idea, you know, when it starts out. I mean, obviously, you know, the RPI is, is is based on who you play, who they play, and who you beat, who they beat, and it all kind of goes into the equation. And then, you know, road wins mean a little bit more than 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 home wins and et cetera. So, you know, as it goes through the season, it kind of – it'll fluctuate a little bit. But, you know, I look at it as a challenge and an opportunity for our kids, you know. I mean, we, we don't get a chance to – we don't get a chance to, you know, go to Arkansas often. I mean, obviously, last year was the first year I ever coached a game in Arkansas was Arkansas State. Um, but it kind of came about a couple of years ago. We had open weekend. They had an open weekend. We started the conversation and, and, and here we are, you know, two years later getting ready to open up against them. Yeah. Before we get, you know, like we want to jump, uh, jump into recruitment. We want to jump into, uh, you, the, you know, your history a little bit, but as, since we're on the topic, uh, you know, of your team this year, uh, what is, um, how are you feeling about your team going into this season right now? Oh. Right now we're zero and zero, so I feel great. You know? <laughs> yeah, man, uh, that's right. First place. <laughs> yeah, but no, I know we we're, we got an older group of guys, um, you know, positionally, and 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 we have uh, we had a bunch of, you know, seniors come back for their fifth year. We talked, a little, you guys talked a little bit about that. You know, the COVID year. This is the last year of that, and uh, you know, it kind of shows you know what they how they feel about the program. You know, we had a, a young man get drafted uh, in the 14th round this past year. He decided he wanted to come back and finish school. Um, so you know. You, the one of the things that we like to preach, obviously, is how our programs run and 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 the quality of baseball we play and and and, and how we go about our business. And so I think it kind of shows bodes well when you have a bunch of fifth year guys that are coming back and 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 want to want to experience another another run in the Sun Belt before they go out to the real world. And hopefully, some of them get a chance to play professionally. That's the, that's their goal. That's their dream, right? And uh, and so uh, you know, you never know what can happen if you have a really good season and. You know, you you have a tick up in development, and something changes. Something works for you. I've seen that with kids that are seniors, um, where all of a sudden it just starts to click in April, and next thing you know, he's throwing ninety two to ninety four, which he was you know touching that, but now he's sitting it. And then somebody sees him at the right time and gets that opportunity to play for a couple of years, and you never know what can happen. But these guys, you know, they they love JMU, and you know, and they 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 love this program, and so we got a bunch of you know older arms. Our shortstop's a fifth year guy. Um, you know, so we feel feel pretty good about our, our club right now. 
So do you have you got any dangling pieces here? Do you have you in your head? Do you have your starting nine, or is there are there still like two more days of competition? No, no, we kind of know who's going to be out there. You know, I kind of kind of throw it out there in inner squad like two weeks before we play, just to see what the lineup looks like, getting comfortable with who's hitting where, and then in the field defensively communicating. And, and I'm pretty pretty set on our starting nine. I think what's going to rotate is that we have some flexibility with guys who can play all around the infield, um, and some flexibility in the outfield. You know, I think the hardest thing, you know, you guys talked about, you know, the trans transition from high school to college. The hardest position is DH, you know, yeah. who, who sits for eight hitters and hits and then can sit for another eight hitters and hit again. You know, that's that's a mental grind because most of the kids that come out of high school, they, they play a position. And so to teach them how to do the DH role early in their career, that's that's an art. I have a philosophy on that. Like you get the guy that smokes and drinks and just wants to sit in the dugout until it's just time to go. <laughs> That's it. That's who you recruit. You go for <laughs> Better go hit a lot. In, hit 19, a lot. in 1985, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right, right. The round-bodied, the round-bodied smoking, drinking dude. He's your guy. <laughs> Ike, just a little, going back a little bit in your history, you know, I, it's funny. I was I, I looked you up. I was on your Wikipedia page last night just trying to get some you know uh, questions for today, and you've never left the state of Virginia. Never. I mean, grew up in Richmond. Uh, went to VMI, played at VMI with your brother Merlin. Mm -hmm. And from what I've heard, that you were called the fish and the wizard. Is that correct? The nickname? Yeah, that was, that was, we were called some other names too. But that was, <laughs> the Western Carolina fans found, found some fun names to call us for sure back, back in the early 90s. Yeah. But, um, and then, um, so you're at, and then your first coaching job was with William and Mary and then went back to VMI and then James. So, so, you're a Virginia guy, you know, so obviously ties to Virginia. Is that when you're recruiting, is that something you're focusing on is finding that Virginia kid or are you, are you trying to go, kind of go all over the place? Well, I think, you know, you always, you always want to try to find the kids in your backyard that are, that, that can fit your program. I mean, obviously it's a lot, lot, a lot of benefits to that, you know, parents can come see and play, they're close to home, et cetera. Um, but th th that was something we focused in on the first few years I was here. Cause they didn't, it was, it was more of a, uh, a wide base recruiting. Now it's now it's now it's regionally with with everything going on and, and the change of college baseball and um, you know all the things that have happened with the transfer portal and NIL. You know we're now now we're looking at kids in Texas. We're looking at kids in Florida. We're looking at kids in in upstate New York and you know you know the East Coast and some. And I think it's hard to find. You know I think the hardest when you look at regional based recruiting is you know we see a kid on the West Coast. You only see them one time. You know or two times where you're going to see more kids locally more often to kind of get your better fit of what you want and how they play and, and what's best for your program at that time. So I think when you see a, you know, a JMU out on the road, you know, yeah, the state of Virginia is very, very important. There's a, there's an economical piece to this too, in-state versus out-of-state tuition. Um, so when you, we look hard in the in-state in and kind of, you know, look for all the, the players that could fit our program in the state of Virginia. And then Obviously, it kind of it, it it broads out, especially with us changing to the Sun Belt Conference last year. You know, we uh, I started getting emails from kids from different parts of the country that we never did, like Louisiana, Mississippi, and places like that. Where um, you know, I don't even know if we ever had a kid from Louisiana on our roster, but um, you start getting emails and kids looking at your program in school because we're playing those schools in in the Sun Belt Conference. But uh, yeah, the majority of folks is in, in, in local regional uh, recruits in the sense of that we can see them more often. The uh, ESPN plus and, you know, uh, right. the flow and all that, that that's helped all these programs along the way because the attention now people are seeing, they have a beautiful facility, beautiful, I mean, gorgeous oh. facility, right? So it's one of the best in the country. Agreed. So people start to see that on TV from different areas. Like, Hey man, that looks like a good place to go. And, you know, also, you know, I, I mean, the, the East Coast is just, especially from Virginia down, right? Maybe you can throw Maryland in there a little bit, but, um, you know, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, all through there, it's just loaded with baseball players. So it's a competitive, it's a competitive grind through this corridor to, uh, you know, to attract because, I mean, you, you know, you're competing and fortunately facilities are a huge part of the recruitment process, Um you know, oh, yeah. so, you know, but you're shown against, you know, the Dukes and the Clemsons and the South Carolinas and all these other. So it's, uh, it, it's, oh yeah, it, it, it takes, you know, so you had, so with Jimmy, Jimmy gone and, and, and Alice gone, you're rebooting the, the staff. That's, that's always, uh, that's always play. Those, those are two good guys that have been with you for a little while. And you have to be happy to see your, uh, your, your coaching tree start to, to lay some roots. 
Yeah, it's it's exciting, you know, look thinking about it. But you know, when when it's going down, it's not. It's 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 it's, right. it's, stress, it's stressful. But uh, you know, I'm, I was happy for Jimmy. Um, you know, go back home. He's you know 20 minutes from his from where he grew up, and you know, great person to work for, and 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 uh, and Matt. And I think you know when when I got the call, it was funny. This is kind of a funny story. We were playing Maryland at the end of the year last year, and you know, Jimmy's calling pitches and and he says to me, you wouldn't pay me a million dollars to coach here. Um, and, and I started laughing. So Swope calls me and I, first thing I said, you got a million dollars. I was like, well, when you guys were hitting balls over the fence left and right, uh, Jimmy said, you couldn't, he, he, he wouldn't take a million dollars to coach here. He never started dying laughing, That's but, funny. uh, you know, it's, it's always exciting. I mean, AG getting the head job at his alma mater. Um, yeah. and then, and having Jimmy go back to his home state in Maryland. And, you know, we were together for a long time and with AG and Jimmy and I were together for seven years. And then, and then, you know, Jimmy stings on for his eighth year and, you know, you spend a lot of time with them and you get to know them really well. They're like, they're, we're all like brothers. And, uh, yeah. you know, you see their phone call, you see that name come across your phone, you always pick it up. You know, there's no, yeah. it's always, it's always, Hey, what's going on, you know, and, and just watching AG go through the head coaching, uh, uh, ranks for the first year last year. Uh, he was on the phone with me a lot. He was on the phone with me a lot. So yeah, we had we had we had him we had him on the uh, on the podcast here, and uh, you know he had he had he had all the right ideas. It just never plays out that way. It's like right in the starting lineup, you know, and like okay, I got this figured out. Here's my pan. I'll go to them in the fourth, the fifth, whatever. That first pitch, it's all blown up, man. It's just it's, it's a different world. So, uh, but he had he had the energy. It looked like he's done a lot of good things up there as far as you know transitioning that program. They've been trying to find the right guy up there and uh he should be he should be oh, yeah. one of them and jimmy's i've known jimmy since he was down in fordham yeah um you know and uh that's right he's always he's always been attentive and he's always a guy that got back to you and he's always i mean we know in our industry that's not everybody's not that way right it's just right. some guys just kind of lazy um but you know the position of recruiting and college coaching it's 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 a grind and you gotta you know you gotta stay on top of it you know because you will you blink your eye and somebody else has got the player you wanted or you uh you miss something else in the game. Oh, for sure. Like, like tell me, you know, obviously second year in the Sun Belt, um, you know, uh, very high level conference, uh, you know, a lot of good teams, Troy, Coastal, obviously you guys and, and, and many others. Uh, are you, like you mentioned, you're going out, the kids from Louisiana, Texas reaching out to you. Are, are you recruiting a different player now uh, that you're in the Sun Belt? You know, I would say you always think that way, but you know, no, I mean, you know, you look at this, you know, if they're good baseball players and we can develop them and, and we feel like they fit our, fit our style of play and, and our personalities, then we'll, 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 we'll recruit them. I think when you look at the, the league itself, I mean, obviously it's pitching depth is, is, is amazing in this league. And that's, that was one thing I noticed last year was everybody has pitching depth and you look at the size of the players. I mean, we played, we played Southern Miss. I thought I was playing a football team, how big they were. Um, so, you know, you, you know, you always think about that, you know, as, as a size, but you know, our 2022 team was pretty big too. We had Chase Delar at six, five in center field and, you know, Travis Reef Schneider six, four. And you look around the field, we look like, you know, a pretty physical team, but, um, you know, if you're a good baseball player and, and you love the game, I think, you know, you guys touched on it earlier, you know, we got to find the, the kids that love the game, love to play hard, um, that just love, you know, that are low maintenance, they'll go to class, do all the things you ask them to do, but love to play baseball. And uh, that, that that's something that I think in the last probably eight years has been, has been a little bit of a challenge. They get here and it's like, oh, I didn't realize it was going to be like this hmm. uh, or, or this is tougher than I thought. Um, you know, so I think that's the, the 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 biggest tangible asset that I look for is you know one are they athletically good enough, but two, do they love the game? They love to work um, because if they do, then they'll have success. And you Maybe. see a lot of kids come in that are more talented as freshmen. Um, that the one that's less talented that loves the game, loves to work, ends up being in the starting lineup. So. No yeah, doubt. You gotta, you gotta, I mean, we we have to explain this to kids all the time. And, right. You know, Dylan being one of them is that like this. This is you're getting paid to play this game basically if you're getting a scholarship, right. right? So this it becomes your job now. You know, this isn't your high school thing and you have fun. And the grind is academics. It's 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 on the field, right? It's a development process that these guys put you. It's your strength and conditioning, and then you go to bed and you wake up and you do it again. And, uh, and that's, you know, it's, it, it, it's exciting, right? I mean, and it takes the right, it takes the right individual to step into that environment and have success and enjoy it. Right. You better enjoy the game, um, and going about it, you better enjoy the training part of it. And, and, and this yeah. game, you know, and I, I, you know, the freshmen that are going in there, 
They're getting beat down, man. I mean, it, 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 I can see a lot of guys after the freshman year going, wow, you know, this is, I thought I was going to walk in here and be the man, you know, right. you know, my picture's going to be all over everything on campus. And it's not the case. I mean, it's, it's, it's an earned privilege. Yeah. And, and listen, I mean, Ike, you said it, it's like, you're trying to recruit this kid. I, you don't, you don't know that kids can get down there and they can obviously get homesick, you know, just emotionally, socially can't, can't adapt. I mean, that's gotta be the hardest part of this whole recruitment process is trying to find out what type of player this is or what type of kid this is. And the respect for the game. Yeah. How do you play the game? How does he play it? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, you, when you, when you look at all the, the, all those, all those questions we all ask ourselves and, you ask about, you know, where we get kids from and where we recruit. Well, a lot of those questions are answered when you are around enough players enough times, you can kind of read that a little bit and you're not always right. There's no science to what we do. I mean, you know, you're, you may miss and this, you may think one thing about this one young man and it may be different, but you know, as long as they have the passion and they want to continue to work and they want to continue to get better and, and they understand, you know, the, the other hard part, I think in, in our profession is none of these kids ever sit anymore. So like yeah. I, I always, I always ask the question. You know, the hardest part of my job isn't writing the nine names in the lineup. The hardest part is keeping the other 31, 30 guys at bay that are in the dugout. You know, and then having that young man who is ready when his name's called in the seventh inning to go pinch run or go play defense or or get a pinch hit at bat or go throw an inning. Um, you know, what? How are they mentally prepared for that part of baseball? Because it doesn't happen when they're coming through the the travel ball ranks or the high school ranks. Um, and that, that's, that's probably the hardest part as a coach is to prepare that guy off the bench that has never sat before or never had to watch baseball. And I tell, I tell all of our guys all the time, you can learn a lot by just watching. And, and that's, that's the part of, I mean, of the game that a lot of these young players that, that, that they push to do that, but doing it and actually having to go through it is two different things. Great, great point. You know, like in pro ball, basically you're established, you know, your role pretty much what, what right. you're supposed to be doing. But, you know, here you're talking about a kid that's come in and been been the man everywhere he's been, and now you're not the man. You know, you're at the bottom of the totem pole, and you got to figure out how to prepare yourself in case you get that call. You know, that's that's got to be difficult for a freshman to, yeah. you know, to sit back there or a sophomore or somebody like, okay. Um, and then that role is going to change next year or the year right. after that. But, you know, it's it's a game of, uh, game of adjustments and – adaption yeah i think we got we can all agree character is shown when times are bad yeah. right i mean that's when true character yeah. comes out you know is when it's not going great for you mm -hmm. um like we you talked about I, I wanted to talk about chase delauder um you know obviously one of the top prospects in mlb right now and you know went through your system is it a i heard that he was recruited as a pitcher is that true <laughs> yes that's okay. very true so chase's story is is, is pretty unbelievable um, came to one of our camps as a in the fall, early fall of his junior year at about a 5'11, 165 pounds. And 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 we liked him. He was a different pitcher, it was a different arm slot, it was unique. Um, you know, always heard hey, he has a pretty good bat. Then comes back to a, a pitcher catcher camp in January of that same year. Now he's 6'1, about 175, um, finishes his junior year. And Coach Jackson went to go watch him pitch in his junior year, and he calls me from the game and says, he's going to hit for us right away. He's going to hit for us. I was like, okay, great. Um, <laughs> now, at this time, he's now 6'2". So he finishes his junior year of high school, and now he's 6'3". I mean, he grew every bit about three or four inches in, in one calendar year. Um, and so I went and watched him in the summertime, and I was like, yeah, Jimmy, he can, he can hit, and he can play center, and he can pitch. And so by the time he came to school, he was, you know, Six three two two twenty, you know, walking in as a freshman, um, and just you know, just continue to work, continue to 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 get better. Uh, you know, I, I I joke around with him. He came in in January and hit hit here, um, and uh, he wanted to hit on the field before he left for Arizona. So it was it was an early it was January third to be exact, and you know, we break out the junior hack, put it on the field, and I was like, listen, we're gonna I, I, we're gonna have to pick up every ball that you hit over the fence. Okay, because I know you're gonna hit like six or seven or ten over the fence, and uh, you know he's hitting with wood and he's like just you know working on his stroke and everything. I look up and you know I'm, I'm like, all right, there's one, there's six, there's nine, you know, <laughs> balls he's hitting over the fence. But uh, but you know one of the things with Chase was you know he started out his career as as, as the starting center fielder and the Sunday starter uh, as a freshman, wow. and being a two way guy, um, and then when COVID hit. Um, you know, he played in the Rockingham County League up here in 
up here. And that was really the only baseball really going on during that year. Um, was the it's basically it's a, it's a glorified men's league, but it's one of the oldest amateur leagues in the United States. But it's it's really serious here. It's, they take it very very serious, and a lot of college kids you know flock to the valley to play in this the county league. And so uh, there's nothing going on that summer. And so the local news guy was following the games, and he would send me a text chasing another home run, chasing another home run, and and so he would show it highlights on the on the TV at night, you know, eleven o'clock news, and we couldn't go out and watch and do anything. But we're on Saturday news watching chase hit balls with wood over the light poles at high school fields, and you're like, okay, this is real, you know, and and uh, and then you know he comes back has a has a has a really good sophomore campaign. Um, however, we only played like twenty eight games that year. Um, and so then he goes up to the Cape and hits 289 or whatever in the Cape, but he went one for 24 in his first at bat, first 25 at bats in the Cape and still hit 289. Um, then he comes out of the Cape and now he's every, every practice there's scouts here watching him and just to kind of watch him go about his business and do what he's done. He's got great hand-eye coordination, which you, you know, you talk about recruiting, you can how do you recruit hand-eye coordination unless you see a kid play a ton? We didn't know how elite it was, but it's extremely elite. Um, I remember one game I got mad at him from taking strike three. It didn't happen often. Took strike three, and he comes walking by me. He's that's two and a half balls off the plate. <laughs> I'm like, well, you should have hit that ball two and a half balls over the fence. Yeah. What a comment like that. And sure enough, I go look on video, and I had to apologize to him the next day. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It was yeah. two and a half balls off the plate. And so just that his hand-eye coordination was is elite. And so it's just kind of fun to watch him now just go play baseball and play in the Guardians organization and, and do what he's doing. Hand eye is amazing, but <laughs> somebody that somebody that has pitch recognition, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, in today's game. I mean with the velocity, the spin rates and all this other stuff. You see guys spitting on, you know, 89, 90 mile an hour sliders and then, you know, a ball out of the zone, like one ball out of the zone at 95, 96. And that that's, you know, yeah. I'm up there. I listen, my mother used to get mad if I, you know, because I swung at the first pitch that I saw. <laughs> just to put it in play because I didn't want to punch out. <laughs> so well, I had no pitch recognition. The pitch recognition was it's out of his hand. Hack. Right. Go hacking, man. Well, one of the neat things about Chase was, you know, we never ran him in the 60 because he was a two-way guy. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to run him in the 60. He pitches and plays center. He catches every fly ball. It, it, you know, I don't care what he runs. Yeah. So I was scouts all wanted to see him run. It was his junior year. So we're walking out and a couple of scouts say, hey, Ike, what do you think he's going to run? I was like, ah, six, seven, six, eight, probably. You know, I mean, he's a big Four. kid. You know, he runs pretty good. Runs a six three six, just just an absolute unicorn. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, that's just yeah. I mean, and that's so hard because my assumption, just the way he grew in his junior year, he probably wasn't even heavily recruited. You know, beyond you know, I'm sure localized. Yeah, no, I didn't. Cool. And he didn't do any. And he didn't do any major travel. I mean, he, he played a local travel team that, um, you know, basically played within a two hour radius of home. So you you recruit a kid like that, and then he ends up where he's at. Do you look at yourself and go, "Damn, I'm good." <laughs> no, no, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> lo- lo- that's luck. That's luck. Yeah, right. That's Jimmy yeah. who says that. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know the other the other young man that, that kind of reminded me of him was Corey Spangenberg. You know, I got to coach oh, Corey yeah. for a year, and he was very similar, very humble, very you know, uh, just a great athlete that developed, and next thing you know, he's in the big leagues, and you know, you see. I look back at my years when I was at William & Mary with Jim Farr. You know, you talk about size. You, you, oh, yeah, you, sure. If you worked with Jim Farr, you weren't allowed to recruit a pitcher under six foot. Like, you couldn't – I don't care if you threw 100. He, he's like, if he's not 6'1", six, 6'2", six, don't even look at him. Well, we had a young man um, that I was recruiting, and I, and I recruited him for almost a full calendar year. And we ended up offering him, and his name is Chris Ray, ended up being a closer for the Orioles. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's funny because, you know, Chris – Chris was 85, 87 out of high school. I mean, he was just a a, a, a a really good high school pitcher, but his velocity didn't tick up until he got to college. And he gets to college, and the next thing he's a third rounder. And almost five years from the date he committed, he was in the big leagues, big league game. So it's you know, it's more luck and and what we do. And yeah, but sometimes you get lucky. Also, I mean, I'm not. I mean, yeah, there's luck. We joke about that, right? But I mean, it, it, you know, you have an eye for a certain certain yeah. type of player. And again, like you know, we talk about the Clemsons and the Carolinas. The, like players almost fall in there, right? I mean, that's oh, I got to go here, over there. So it takes it takes a different skill set, you know, when you're when you're a mid major or a high D two or something like that to go ahead and recruit an athlete that you can see. Okay, this is going to be something three or four years down the line, or two years down. If you if, if you're recruiting in their junior year now, which is when you have to offer, but 
um, you know, th- th- there's a skill set that yeah. you just can't go out and, and we've seen it. We've seen it here, you know, like, you know, you and I've been in the stands with some oh, recruiting sure. and, and it's just like, man, what is, what is he looking at? Like, you know, but, um, you know, so you gotta, gotta give yourself credit and Jimmy and those guys credit for, uh, you know, for Jimmy to pick up the phone and go, Hey, Ike, this guy's going to play two ways for us. And yeah. Go, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and, then, and then Chase, you know, more of a hitter, obviously, than a pitcher as, as he gets his career going and uh, and starts playing. I, I I told him, I said, have you ever thought about getting back on the mound? He just shook his head like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm good. Yeah, I want to play every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was also the same kid during scout days, junior. So, hey, let me throw a bullpen. I'll bet I can throw 95. <laughs> I said, no, no, we're not going there. We're not going to do that. You know, one of the, one of the, you know, I, I think about Kevin Kelly who made his big league debut with um, the Rays this past year. Kevin went to Paul the six high school in Northern Virginia um, pitched for us a lot as a freshman worked into our Friday night role, very unorthodox. Like you watch him, you know, he's a sinker slider guy, very unorthodox pitcher. Um, and now he's pitching in the Rays organization and, and made pitched in the big leagues also all, all, all year. And uh, he was the one, if you watch, he throws a sw- the sweeper and curveball. It's the data is off the charts. And, you know, having him in our program and then having Nick Robertson in our program, who made his big league debut this year with the Dodgers, you know, totally two different pitchers. Nick Robb's 6'6", 240, throwing 97. And Kevin Kelly's a sinker slider guy throwing 84 to 88 coming out of high school. And their timing of their recruiting, I look back at that, was in the was literally late summer, fall of their senior year, going into their senior year. And that's just, you know, some of the early stuff that we do, I think with – and this is just my opinion of it. I think with with everything going on, I think you're going to see some of the early stuff slow down a little bit um, to where – I'm not going to say slow down drastically, but it's going to slow down a little bit to where, you know, it'll get somewhat back to, hey, we're going to – you know, we can't talk to them until, until they're, until they're, you know, August 1 of their junior year, and they can't visit until September 1 of their junior year. So I think you're going to see it, see it slow down a little bit in the sense of what following guys. I'm big on taking my time and following guys and seeing how they how they perform and how they develop over time because that development curve you don't always know what it's going to be and you yeah. want to see that over a, you know over a period of time. So you can't you can't have communication with guys until that point now, right? Until the the dates that, that I just mentioned. But when when is it? When do you start to put eyes on on talent? Is it there? sophomore year the maybe even their freshman year time where you're starting to follow them but you can't communicate with them or obviously make an offer yeah i think you know it just kind of depends i mean i think you you we have a you know a handful of guys that we just kind of follow from afar and then going that summer going into their junior going out out of their sophomore year into their junior years when we we try to see them as as much as we can but you know if, if 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 it's not a definite you know yes by everybody on the staff then it's okay let's wait see how they do in the fall let's wait and see how they are in the spring of their of their junior year and, and see how they develop through that calendar year. Um, and, you know, and I think that's with I think that's where sometimes we get a little, you know, um, you know, some 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 kids commit early, some kids don't. Uh, I think about Kevin and Nick all the time and going into their senior year, they really didn't ha- have many opportunities and didn't know what they were going to do. And then next thing you know, they, they flourish. You know, so I think the timing of their maturation process and the timing of when they start to really develop, it just depends on the kid and, and what our needs are at that time during, during that, for that class. So there's a lot of vehicles, right. To see kids camps, showcases, you know, perfect game, PBR prospects, select. you have all these events. What is, what's your preferred, you know, way to see players, you know, in the summertime, is it those type of events? Is it on campus? Like where do you get the most value? Everything and all, Todd, yeah. everything and all. I think, you know, you, the most value is seeing them compete. And, I mean, in a perfect world, seeing them compete in, in, in games that really mean something, you know. Um, I think that's that that's a that's something that you always always want to see. And you find those, you know, those, those dirtback players, they, they like to beat you in ping pong and wiffle ball and anything else. So, you know, those are the guys you want to see compete in the uh, every day. And, you know, you just that's the part where, you know, in in high school, you can see them. You know, it means something if their team wins, and and you know, I think you know when you see a kid in camp, that's that's where you see the tools part. You know, they come to your camp or whatever, you see the tools part. You see, you get to know them a little bit, and then you want to watch them. You know, in games and, and competing games. So like when it's big tournaments where, you know, winner take all type stuff, you, that's that's a that's a fun time to watch and see 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 how kids react and, and how they play. 
for sure. No, I mean, that's like goes without saying. And like, you know, there's so much, you know, information out there or people, you know, saying the important part is the summer only, you know, high school is just kind of a secondary thought or in my mind, you know, high school is where you're playing with your buddies. You know, you've been playing with these guys your whole life. You know, this is where you put it all out in the line. I mean, I get the component of you being, you know, coaches, it's tough for you to go on in springtime and watch high school baseball. But high school baseball is kind of where, you know, you, you learn to be a teammate. I think. Well, yeah. I, 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 I don't dis, I don't disagree with any of that. I just, you know, it's unfortunate now that the high school player doesn't get as much attention as they have in the past because of the portal, because of you know the NIL people transferring over for money. Or here's a here's an interesting question that we brought up during the uh, during the break before we got you on, Ike, is that we we had Connor Griffin, um, who's just an absolute dude, committed to Tennessee, going to. Uh, I'm sorry, LSU, uh, commit to LSU and um, two-way guy. You know, he's probably going to be in the first-round pick. Do you find $5 million in NIL money to bring him into LSU? <laughs> and that's $5 million a year, not just for one year. <laughs> I, you know, I, each university is different in, in, in how this is handled. So it's, I, I think it's at the infant stage. Jimmy a million. How are you going to get $5 million for <laughs> Well, I told Swope he had to move the, move the fences back. So, <laughs> but uh, no, no, uh, you know, I think it, it's interesting how how this is all kind of coming about. I think you know, all of us are kind of all looking at this very differently, um, in the sense of you know what's out there, what's actually happening, what are you hearing is actually happening, and then how is it being managed? Um, you know, and I think now we're, we're still kind of trying to figure this out a little bit. But like you know, I think you, you know. One of the things I, I, I think about all the time is, you know, I, I had a young man in my first recruiting class here that got drafted by the Blue Jays and was a football baseball recruit. We, we had tagged him to be a quarterback and an outfielder for us. And uh, he went out and played five years, never hit above 200 and ended up playing football at, a, at an ACC school, uh, you know, after his baseball career. And he says it all the time. He's like, I wish I wish I would have gone back and just played college baseball and played college football and learned how to play learned how to hit in college before I was tested in, in the, in the minor leagues by, you know, in, in the, in their minor league system. And, and he, he talks about, you know, just that piece of it and how important that is. And you look at like player development and you look at, you know, how kids go off and play in the summertime. You know, I, I consider a year, three seasons, um, uh, fall, spring, and summer. And as a hitter, you want to play in all three seasons to get as many at bats. So, That's right. Um, but the question going back to NIL was, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know how it, how it's going to evolve and, and where it's at and, and, and what schools like a JMU or schools like, you know, of, of us are really doing. I know a lot of schools, you know, don't have a lot to deal with uh, NIL at this moment. Now, will it be different in six months? It might be. Um, but right now I, I don't, I don't see, you know, it's obviously big in the SEC and, and some other schools in ACC. And each at each 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 program is doing it and how they handle it is very different. And so I think, you know, we are, we're kind of in untreaded waters, to be honest with you right now. It's not going to change, though. I mean, it's, it's here. It, it's here. And it's, it's how do you manage it? And it's and it's 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 hard because it's, you know, what used to be the beauty of college sports because you would compete if you had a good recruiting class it was parity right now it's now it's becoming you know you're gonna sit in somebody's house and say we're gonna make you this much money right. if you come here it's just like it's just like an, um a scout showing up before the draft i mean it's that's, that's what it turn, well, turns out to be you know you have i mean i mean i'm not gonna have ike answer this because he's gonna he's gonna be politically correct with this mm -hmm. you, you know um but you have these mid-major players that do really well well an sec school says we have NAM. i mean mm -hmm. You almost can't blame them. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't encourage it. No, you but can't, I mean, it's you like you know, it. hey, we'll get a couple hundred thousand dollars of nil. I mean, that's a big deal for a twenty-year-old kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, so and it so, hurts. That's what it hurts. It hurts that well, major program, right? That and and you know, now the nil with the portal, and now you know, you're bringing yeah. guys. You know, it, it's right. just the whole the whole cycle has just been disrupted. Like I said, it's a wild, wild west now. We all just have to kind of figure out how to navigate. I mean, Todd and I are trying to do the best we can for the kids that we have in, in advocacy and the kids that play in our organization, you know, to get them to, uh, you know, to, to experience the, uh, being a college athlete um, in the right program, but the fits or the, or the opportunity to, to look at a player and go, okay, this may take a year or two to develop. That's kind of tough right now to, 
to bite on that one when you have somebody that's battle tested. Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, you know, you always have those guys in your program. I mean, and like I said earlier, you know, you don't always know who's going to flourish in that first couple months or first couple years in your program. But you're right. It's 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 the 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 waiting game of uh, I'm going to wait to play when I'm a junior or whatever. That's I mean, you got to be able to come in and, and and do something to help the club win early in your career. And um, you know, I think you know, I look I look at so many I have so many names in my back of my head of guys that just outworked and worked themselves into being really great players. I mean, uh, I had a lot of them when I was at VMI. I had you know. Reed Garrett is pitching in the big leagues with the, I think he's with the Mets now. And, um, you know, I had a catcher named Matt Wynn, who was a, a recruited walk-on that didn't play his freshman year. I said, Hey, see that fenced in area down the left field line. You're never going to leave that area. And then when we start to go take BP, you're going to go to the weight room. And five wow. years later, he's a 12th rounder and one of the final finalists for the Johnny bench watch list. Those yeah. type of kids, those type of stories are, I, I don't, I don't know if you're going to see a lot of those, um, you know, you still have a few, but those were those were the days when you know you could do that, and the the, the young man said, "Yeah, I'll do whatever it takes." And five years later, he's twelfth rounder with the with the Giants. So, what are your uh, you know methods of player development? Like, what 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 kind of uh, technology do you guys use? What kind of uh, programs you know for your pitchers, your hitters? You know, is there something out there that you guys really grab onto, or is it really just kind of uh, just collective? It's a little bit old school. I mean, it's 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 get as it's get as many reps as we can get in the time we're allotted. And uh, you know, obviously, we have TrackMan and 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 we use RepsOto, and you know, we work really hard on on you know just teaching the the, the fundamentals because so I think the fundamentals went out over time. You know, I think that's you know being fundamentally sound. You know, one of the best compliments you can get as coaches, but and you guys really play hard and you're fundamentally sound. So. You know, you may teach a, you know, even to like the, the little things of bunting or how you catch a fly ball or those type of things, I think, you know, are, are really important um, still to this day in baseball. I mean, you just see it at, you know, they look at some of the, the best major league baseball organizations, their 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 minor league systems are, are all about, you know, teaching and being fundamentally sound. But when it comes to like video review stuff and technology, we're a little old school in that. But I mean, we still have all that information um, where we can provide that for 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 our guys and. You know, it, it's funny. We had a, a left-handed pitcher that was five foot nine, maybe maybe five nine. Um, true walk-on. He said, "Hey, I'll give you the fall to make our club." I stood in the middle of the field and he threw belt-high fastballs by all our best hitters and struck them all out. I'm sitting there going crazy, like, "How's this? How's this guy beating us with belt-high fastballs and striking everybody out?" I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, no maintenance kid. Like, he didn't even know he was even there. You know, it was, it was the greatest thing ever. Um, and so. Uh, and so we didn't have Rap Soto at the time. We didn't have Trackman at the time. And guys were saying to me, like, hey, just it looks like the ball's rising. It looks like the ball's rising. Like, you know, I'm like, well, hit the top of it, you know, just I mean, figure it out. And of course, I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, how's he striking everybody out? I mean, I'm thinking our hitters are terrible. And then we put him on Rap Soto. And his spin rate's like off the charts with the fastball and with where he throws and how he throws it. So he gets his first, uh, he, he makes our club. Uh, we go down to high point opening weekend. And uh, he comes in the game with bases loaded and he strikes out the side on like 10 fastballs, 10, 10 fastballs. And so uh, it, he, he comes off the mound and he, and he does like one of those, like strike, he looks at our dugout and does like one of those flex, let's go, let's go. And I, looked at Jim and I was like, who is this kid? <laughs> you know, and, and then we find out like, hey, his spin rate's really high. He throws from a weird slot. It's different. And uh, he ended up breaking our school record for single season ERA. Um, so, you know, it just, you could take data and use it for a lot of different things, but we, as an old school coach, I'm sitting in the middle of the field going, how's, how's our guys missing this at 86, (laughs) 87 miles an hour, 88 miles an hour. How, how, how are they missing? And so, uh, there was only one team that hit only one team in in his career that really hit them. That was Louisville. And it was funny because we went to go play them on a weekend series and we had Thursday night was like snowy, rainy night. So we went in their indoor and we hit in their indoor and uh, they had a they had a, a pitching machine. Our guys turned it on and was throwing balls. Our guys were swinging under the baseball, swinging under the baseball. And then, you know, this young man comes in and pitches against him and gets hit. And I'm like, that's how he got hit. They've been practicing that, yeah. you know, 
all week to face, to face this guy. Yeah, so he was it was an outlier, I guess you could say. But um, but what a fun what a fun story. Yeah, well, it's funny, you know. I, I mean, obviously, working for Blast Motion, I work for a, a data company, and you know, the data tells a story, right? It doesn't tell the whole story. The competition part of it, how to compete, you know, approach, you know, all that stuff comes into play. But like you said, when it's like, wait a minute, what is going on with this kid? How is he striking right? Well, spin rate matters, right? I mean, obviously, right? Bat speed matters, you know, when you're facing high velo, you know. So it's 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 interesting to hear that, and it's. Uh, but that's good. You find, you know, a player like that, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. Maybe without the RPMs, maybe you're like, well, maybe it's just a kind of a one-off. Yeah. It was also know? nice to hear him say, you know, I see a player that can play and I don't need to know anything. That's like, right. He can play that's he can right. get people out. He can do whatever. I don't need like, go get me all the data. So I right. can figure this yeah. out. You figure it out later. If it's, you know, we see a lot of guys like that, that are just good baseball oh, yeah. players. Right. And you know, they're fundamentally sound players are in the yeah. right place on the field all the time. And they help everybody else around them win. Yeah. You know, but you don't need to, and, but he doesn't run a, he runs a, a seven. Right. And not a six, four or his, you know, he's, he's uh what was the, uh, X time was it X time with yeah. uh, just yeah. enough the guy that's just enough and he's an MVP of the World Series like yeah he was just ugly to watch man but yet you know but he knew how to play the game and there, and there's those guys out there and those those guys out there like that they get missed that don't get the opportunity to play I mean well I I, I posted uh, something on Twitter the other day that got I was pretty happy X, with myself it's X X, X. Yeah. got thirty four thousand views nice very excited oh, yeah, that little it. lefty that's the, with the back so he's yeah. he's going to play with AG at Radford oh, no kidding. Oakley Aguilar yeah. um so so to your point like you know I, I see him in a video I mean the swing looks great but he is busting it out of the box yeah. busting it and then like so yeah he doesn't I'm, look big at all either no so I'm thinking yeah. to myself I'm like well this is something I want my ten year olds to watch you know yeah. run hard you know down and so I post this thing and it it was awesome. It got a ton of traction. And, you know, that's the stuff that, you know, I look at, you know, because, you know, and I watch a lot of high school baseball watching, you know, I'm obviously watching with Catawba Ridge and, and, you know, I, I want to see players that just go all out all the time. You know, I mean, I like baseball some, players. Yeah, right? there's I mean, something. I, there's, there's great athletes out there, right? We uh, Michael Jordan's a perfect example of that, right? right? You put Michael Jordan on a baseball field, he wasn't that good. Right. Okay. So I want to, I mean, the greatest athlete in the world, one of the greatest athletes in the world. But, yeah. you know, we see athletes all over the field. But we don't see a lot, and we do, but we don't see a tremendous amount. We see more athletes than we do see really good baseball players, like a Dave Mosery, right? Mm -hmm. Guy's five eight, you know. He's and he's playing Division three baseball right now. But this kid was everywhere all the time. And at the end of the season, he was second in hitting, second in stolen bases, base percentage. I mean, he was he was he was in the middle of every category that we had. But you go and talk to somebody about it. It's like, "Eh, he doesn't meet the eyeball test or he's just not, you know, right. I mean, he's just not that guy. So that's, you know, that's the part that, uh, but I like, I like hearing the stories like, you know, I mean, so walk-ons have a pretty good chance. I mean, they get fair shots, right? Yeah. I mean, if they have a, you know, if we think they're, 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 they can help us. Absolutely. You know, it's not, I I say this because you never know what's going to walk through the door, you know, and if you don't give them that opportunity to at least look at the walk-ons, or have a walk-on tryout day, um, you never know. And I, I think about that all the time because uh, there's so many teammates of mine that were were guys like that that were just hung around and they they were valuable to the to the to the work ethic and the, and the you know um, how you know they, they were the guys that pushed you you know they're, they're the guys that pushed the guys and mm-hmm. and you know I think about you know why wouldn't why wouldn't I have a have a walk-on tryout day because you never know when. When that lefty comes in, and you're like, okay, well, this guy looks all right, you know. So, so it's nice. not like like when you win when you win in Vegas that time, and you keep going back and you keep going back because you think you're going to win again, and it never happens. Never happens. Like <laughs> uh, we're we're in the Charlotte area, and and you have a, a freshman, uh, Myers Park High School, Ike Schmidley. Uh, so, um, yeah, how's Ike doing so far up there? No, he's doing good. He's doing good. Yeah. He he's uh he's, he's doing great. I think. Uh, He's uh, hit a couple home runs this preseason, you know, which is, which has been good. And and you know, uh, you know, Luke McGrath, same high school as. Oh, Luke, that's you know, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Guy that's going to. He's been as a freshman, so you know, it's just it, it's always good to see them develop. You know, you watch them, and you know, I, you know, I think about I think about Ike's, you know, recruiting process was. I kept saying to myself, going, "Why aren't we recruiting this kid? Why aren't we recruiting this kid?" I mean, every time I watch, we're like. He's on the barrel. He's playing really hard. I mean, why? I mean, good body. I mean, runs well. 
And then next thing you know, he's he's on our team. So, you know, sometimes when you go to a game, you're looking for something else. You see somebody else and you're like, oh, I want to follow this guy, you know, and and that's that's the beauty of, of this game. And, you know, I think that's uh, that's that's part of, you know, uh, the game of baseball and knowing how to play the game and playing the game the right way. And, you yeah, know, Ike was one right of those right. guys that kind of did that, you know. So, well, it's always good when you're six three, six four, two hundred pounds, and run a six eight sixty years. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Definitely nice. You can do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but we see athletes out there that you know before they, you know, the, the, what do you call it? You know, pregame pregame yeah, wonders. That's man. right. They, they run. They hitters, do everything. Yeah, yeah. They hit. They tear up BP, and then you put them in the game, and they have no clue. They what's they call it? White line fever. Like all of a sudden, they're like, oh, I'm sick, man. I can't play. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play anymore. So, oh. Well, that's cool. Man. Awesome. So I yeah. we can't thank you enough for yeah. for no appreciate you guys having. Wishing you guys best of luck this year, and um, you know we'll uh, we'll keep hunting, man. We're hunting players and see if we can't push them that way as well. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Good luck this weekend. Uh, you know, uh, you know, go get a series win, and you know, start that season off great. I mean, you know, so yeah, definitely wish you the best, and uh, definitely stay in touch. No, appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks, Ike. Appreciate it, man. Right. Fun. Stories are good. No, I mean, it, it, there's so yeah. many things out there, right? I mean, I yeah. love, the, I love the fact that you know the, the walk-ons get a get a shot because a lot of these guys will just do the token, know. you know, bring them out here, whatever. But you know, preferred walk-ons get a chance, and you get the fall to make a team. You know, if it's legit, it's legit. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's it's got to be hard though. I mean, like think about you know uh you know ike you know i mean and already you know any any program is that they have so many players coming in yeah recruited players yeah. so now all right you see a walk-on who's maybe a little bit better than a i mean you got to make hard decisions you know and you know unfortunately the way and, and this is not james madison this is you know any you know, the, the, the rosters are so big yeah there's yeah. recruited kids getting cut yeah. in the fall which is you know, that's that's a slippery slope, you know. In yeah, my that's mind. what you know. Yeah. Then you're talking about the power fives are completely over recruited, oh, right? Well, and they bring yeah. in 50, 60 guys, and right, and then they bring the guy in at the, at the end of the fall and say, Listen, man, you're probably not going to play here, and then yeah. Get, and then you get the token, but you know, go play with this juke or whatever. We'll keep an eye on you, maybe we'll right? Bring you right, right. I, yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard that anybody's gone back. Well, because right? what's I mean, going to happen is they're going to recruit other kids, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah. and, and how do you and how do you trust that coach? Right. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, you know, we know travel baseball is a complete racket, right? Yeah. It's a complete racket. And the biggest, the biggest thing is like, you know, is the parents or the, you know, players that want to pull free their enterprise. Kid. Well, for a hundred percent it is. Yeah. And like, listen, you could do whatever you want to do, but yeah. the players who or the parents who take their players away from certain teams and they want to come back and say, Oh, we want to come back and play. I, no, I no, you can't do that. I don't no. do that. How can you trust we that? Do that Andrew? No. No, that's like, oh, uh, no, 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 me neither. No, no. it's like, you know, the phone rings and says, Hey, uh, you know, I'm like, dude, don't even say another word. I get it. Oh, but, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'm like, No, yeah. you're out, you're out. Yeah, I mean, Peace out. See it's, you later. it has nothing to do with baseball. It's yeah. just at the end of the day, how can you trust that family to stay next year? You know, mm-hmm. and so that's why what people ask when we're recruiting, yeah. like, okay, he's played on six teams in right. six years, like, you know. So uh, how many times we'll say we'll put the stamp on the athlete, but I'm not putting a stamp on the play on the on the yeah. personality of the player or the family. Not doing it. That's yeah. a big piece. But it was it. listen, it gets a great point, and I'm not going to name the college or the kid. But oh, come on, uh, no, 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 come on. no, 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 no. <laughs> Spoke with a college this morning. Spoke with a coach this morning. You know, uh, and first thing he asked me before anything else was, "How's the kid? Yeah, like what type of kid is he? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's." Man. Listen, that's they can't manage personalities. No, they can't manage parents. Listen, what Ike said. He, yeah, I, I, yeah. T- I, t- I tell these families all the time, and there's people out there that you know they they used to like walking into the dugout. Like you're not allowed in our dugout. That's when we coach. It's, I it's, know. You know, it's just right. They'll walk in there thinking, okay, because I, I, you know, I could do this. Whatever you can, you do that at the college level. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, I, don't, I go to Dylan's game. I'm like, I'm in right field. Like, are their parents the going to the dugout? No freaking way, dude. <laughs> are you down that list? No, man. No, no, I'm saying that's what no, I'm saying. They're coming I, at yeah. dugout here, like you know, oh, like yeah. you turn around and you're like, I know. I like really we had a we had a guy. This is a great story though, real fast. We we're playing against a Canes team, whatever, and we had this kid, we we called him I can't even say it. The <laughs> name of it, yeah. right? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> every time we got on a mount, I'd go, uh, yeah. <laughs> Right? This kid was six six and threw sixty eight miles an hour. <laughs> he was six six. He threw sixty six. Right. All right. 
And but he got everybody out, right? But it's right. kids like, and he thought it was the greatest thing in the world because everybody was like so far ahead of this guy, pop, 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 right? So we're, I'm there with coach with Evan, Evan Helms with that, and, and we're sitting there, sitting there, and we're, we're, we're getting beat pretty good. And, and Evan goes, I turn around, the father brought four pieces, pizzas in there. And he said, <laughs> I think the boys might be hungry <laughs> during the game. Get up. They were in a game, right in the middle of the game. I thought the boys might be hungry. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Right? So I told the boys, don't anybody eat a slice of pizza when you go out of here. Don't touch that pizza. Cold. It's cold. You no, get it cold. It. He can eat all pie, all four pies on the way home. So. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, at, at, the, at the high school level, it's rough. I mean, but, you know, for me, coaching a 10-year-old team, I do have a policy. No parents in the dugout. But, you know, I'm into the game. I can't worry about, you know a mom who wants to give their kid a prime drink or something, you know, I'm like, you know, it's like I, 10 years old, you know, but we're talking about teenagers. We're talking about recruitable guys. Like, no, you know, no, no, no. It's you know, moms. And well, dads. Please stay, please stay in the, stand. the dugout and stuff like that. Like, you know, yeah. Come on. At the high school level, please stay in the stands. Let's yeah. let's. And listen, yeah. and that's my point. I tell parents, you know, listen, you know, you can't be that guy like a college, a college. It's not us. Right. I mean, you know, we're, we're teaching kids how to play. Right. We're, you know, that's, Okay, you, you get like that much leeway, maybe, right? But you're, you're gonna approach a college coach and say, Hey, what do you think? How's my kid doing? Or you know, where, where's he gonna play? Oh, you or, don't you think know, parents do that? I know they do, and you know what? That's and that's peace out, man. I mean, that's not gonna last uh, long. So you're gonna, you're gonna, and parents will affect will affect the playing time agreed. of their kid, and it's they possible. Will, it's yeah, possible. No, I it's likely. Yeah, yes, it's happens. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, it's reality. Yeah, yeah. it's reality. Hundred percent. So, cool. Well, good show. Awesome. Uh, Great show. You want to tell us about? Yeah. Our so yeah, season? yeah. Definitely want to uh, recognize uh, uh, John Charles Cornodal and Zach Honeycutt at Strathmore yep. Capital Advisors. They're, we've been actually putting it on the board here. Andrew, did nice yep. enough. So the website's on there. Strathmore Cap ADV dot com uh, excellent sponsor um build a college fund yes listen if you, we're all we're all baseball people listen to this and saving for college travel ball no, costs there you know are no full rides right right exactly please contact uh john charles cronodal at strathmore capital yeah 11.7 scholarships in a fully funded program and you know what i mean you're gonna go to an ivy league school 70 70 grand right or you yeah. go you know, to Duke or somewhere, right? It, and you're going to turn around and you're going to come out in debt one way or another. I mean, it's going to, they're going to give you 25%. You can say, I got a scholarship in here. You're Listen, still 50, bottom 50 line. Right? What is the bottom line, right? Yeah. You can get a 40% scholarship. Great. But you're still spending, still you know, spending 30, money. 40 grand a year. Yeah. If you're, you know, you got to know what you're getting into. And when you, when you talk to colleges and again, we're going through that with one of, one of our guys and, you know, they're asking all the questions. Oh, oh, is this housing? Is it just ask them what you're paying and ask them yeah. what's going to, you know, what you're getting, right? Yep. Know what the bottom line is because that's yep. the most important thing. So, yeah. So that's uh, John Charles' group. And, yep. You know, do that uh, advocacy baseball, which yep. Todd and I are partners in, along with uh, Chris McKnight. Yes. Um, you know, these conversations we have with these college coaches, we know how tough it is and yep. we know how to navigate through it. We know how to bring assistance and, and and listen, the other part about it, we talked about being blunt in those scenarios, right? We're going to tell you, like, this is where you fit. Right. And, you know, and D1 and bust is not, it, it, it's not an answer for, right. you know, it, I mean, it, it may be something that you want and then that, that's your decision, right? And we'll do the best we can. But, right. you know, realize that uh, if, if you want to play this game after high school, you really only have four more years. I mean, that's the, the most part. That's the right. reality of it, right? right? I mean, the the percentages of playing professional yeah. baseball are smaller than you playing college baseball. One hundred percent, especially so, with the only twenty rounds. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's and it, it is an amazing environment. It's it's you building a a network of friends that you'll have for the rest of your life. Yep. Um, so you know, check us out advocacybaseball.com, and uh, you know we can help you. We can help you move along. You know, but you got to be able to play. <laughs> yeah, I tell you that right now. You know, we're not. You got to be able to play. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Now, listen. Yep. Yeah. And, and the goal is 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 obviously everyone's happy when you get to the school of 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 your choice, right? But again, at the end of the day, you know, you need to go where you're wanted most yeah. and where you can play, play. Yeah. and then you can have the best you know social experience, educational experience uh, for the next four years. And Architect Sports, who has just yep. been with us forever. Alan Tyson was the trainer when I was here at the Knights in '93. Yep. 
That's and great. Uh, he's built an amazing business. And Frank Wright is a, a partner with, yeah. with, with Alan there. Yeah. And they're popping up uh, facilities all over the place. They are the best. So if you're rehabbing PT stuff, yep. uh, Architect Sports. Awesome. So. Yep. All right, Andrew. Awesome. What do we got going on with USA Baseball real quick? Camps coming up, regionals posted, yeah. and that's it. Blown it up, man. Yeah. You know what? We we went through a tough time with that. Remember, I mean, in the beginning with USA Baseball, mm-hmm. people were just not in tune to it because they, you know, it was it wasn't properly presented. Mm-hmm. It wasn't never a bad thing. It was always, right. you know, I mean, there's always people out there that want to take a jab at whatever you're doing, sure. right? And they constantly, you know. But now, you know, seeing it's it's not a pay to play, man. It's an opportunity, and you got a chance. But the experiences at the NTIS alone, and you know, making the forty mans and all the tournaments that they have, the high school championships that they're putting on yeah. they do it right and the and, indoor facility that's oh my gosh mean. that thing's like the the taj mahal yeah. wait to see this place oh yeah Ooh. legit i mean it's marble when you walk in there you know mm-hmm. wow yeah marble. is it marble or is it's it... not marble okay don't, I, I don't, don't wear metal marble. spikes on it uh, no, it's, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's right so all right everybody appreciate it we will uh we'll do this again next wednesday yep. peace out see you guys